0: All right, so let's talk a little bit about the markets here.
1: Welcome to Bull Bear Radio.
2: Market pricing nuts.
1: Each week, we catch up with WBI's experts, Matt and Don Schreiber.
2: Down 77%. You know what you need to recover from that? A miracle.
1: WBI brings you wealth-building market insights.
0: This is, uh, whoa, this is Matt Schreiber here. This is Bull Bear Radio, number, you know, uh, 59. Wow, wow. Uh, Sorry about that, folks. Uh, You know, last week, I I hope you listened to the podcast. You may or may not have listened to the podcast, but if you caught it last week, we rolled out some new products. I've been booked solid, Uh, you know, from... You know, the the beginning of the morning to, the, to dawn the to evening. dusk, baby. Oh, yeah. And uh, my voice just can't handle it anymore. And so uh, that's a good problem to have, I suppose. Right. So uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, check out the WBI trend switch, you know, SMA series. It's out there. They were up last year in a down year uh, with real performance live money. Um, so uh, check it out Call us 800-772-5810 That's the commercial for today So, you know, down to the titanic tug of war uh, Between, you know, the Bulls and the Bears Not the, the two sports teams, okay? I'm talking about Bulls, Bears This market can't decide whether it wants to continue to go up or go down We've got geopolitical You know, we've got Democrats and Republicans We've got, you know so titanic tug of war yeah and so don you know you you were talking about this a little bit uh let's talk talk tug of war here you know who's gonna win out the bulls or the bears uh
2: you know what what you think i think that you know right now you got uh the the powell put the fed doing everything they can to try to keep the markets together and the asset bubble intact which is not a bad thing, and you also have pretty good earnings. I mean, like, pretty good. Uh, not quite as, as good as expected so far. You know, uh, at the end of the year, going into January, we were expecting analyst expectations were 12.2% year-over-year growth for the fourth quarter, and we're running it at 106 uh, growth rate, which is a little bit low, obviously somewhat disappointing. And it depends on who's reporting and what their guidance is. You know, we've got some rock star moments out there like um, IBM, you know, put up a uh, a monster earnings uh, report. You know, it was up eight, nine, 10% for the day. Uh, so we're seeing a lot of that. I mean, the uh, companies that are doing well uh, and look to have good uh you know, forecasting ability for positive conditions to continue uh, are really getting bit up. And those that disappoint in any way, whether it's on the forecast or on actual the print of their earnings and revenue, uh, growth rates are getting slaughtered. So um, on the other side, you know, we've got this geopolitical overhang with the trade war, uh, China's economy uh, falling uh, down and not being able so far to get up. You've got Brexit, U.S. GDP slowing. At least we think it is. Wait, you know. wait a second. So the shutdown
0: should shave off some GDP, and there's been a lot of prognostications about this. But let's talk about, uh, you know, German GDP. I mean, the manufacturing numbers coming out of Germany – are teetering on, you know, yeah, you're up like a half a percentage point, you know, over the last year, but I mean they are absolutely teetering on the brink of uh, you know, going negative.
2: Yeah, so you know, I think that you can you know, we called call it's
0: already negative. Yeah, Italy's we called it bad.
2: a We called it a couple of uh, you know, weeks ago, I think that uh Germany and the Eurozone uh generally are already in recession. Um, well, you the know, eurozone's th- like slightly
0: positive according to the nah. latest numbers, but I mean it's like te- teetering around zero.
2: Yeah, so I, you know, we we have uh, uh, negative growth rates from uh, prior growth high, higher mm-hmm. growth rates. I think you're going to have the economists call a recession there within this next uh, four or five weeks. Uh, it'll be pretty clear to everybody that the uh, eurozone's going into recession. I actually think that you know, uh, in, in contravention to the uh, Chinese print, um, you know, they've got a huge slowdown going on. Uh, their number of six point four percent GDP growth is probably high by I don't know, double. Well, it's, uh, what, it's the, what, what, what the would, real uh, number uh, is? The president will call fake news. Yeah, and they and they do that, you know, and everybody expects them to do that, and. You know, it's going to be less going forward.
0: So, you know, one thing that we've been looking at is housing and the housing numbers just came out, man. Existing home sales had their worst month in years in December. It's absolutely uh, horrible. Um you know, I sound like Darth Vader today. Excuse me, folks out there. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, hey, 82% increase in listings in the Hamptons. You want a Hamptons house? You can get it at a deep discount. Housing prices are softening, folks. So I don't know. Softening. What-
2: they're, 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 uh, they're they're moving lower pretty fast. Hey, you know, one of the things that was positive, you know, uh, the housing sector is really negative. You know, Lenar Holmes. Just put up a monster uh, beat. Really good report. Uh, I'm sure it's doing well. But, you know, that's like the one-hit wonder for the sector.
0: Yeah, well, you know, so far uh, we've got 98 companies in the S&P 500 reporting. uh, Of course, out of 500. um, And we've got earnings growth of 13.41%, not too shabby. And uh, revenue growth of uh, 5.45%. Interestingly enough... um, You know, those
2: Bloomberg numbers, Matt,
0: those are Bloomberg numbers, my friend.
2: Okay, because I was talking a little bit earlier about fact set numbers. They're always a little bit. They're always
0: a little bit off, but they're 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 in the neighborhood of one another. But, hey, check this out. You know, uh, financials have gotten off to a a good start this year. And as a sector are, are, uh, you know, contributing uh, positively in a in a major way to, you know, S&P 500 returns. But interestingly enough. Earnings growth, 15.79%. This is with 32 of 68 reporting, but revenue growth, 2.44%, Don Schreiber.
2: Yeah, so, you know, financials are are still holding their own. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, one of the exciting things for kind of anybody who's invested in uh, higher-yielding dividend paying stocks, the financial sector's got some of those, and we're starting to get a bit higher on their prices. You know, financial services have been leading, you know, the charge so far this year, um, you know. Uh, Companies that were basically thrown out baby with the bathwater, even though they had good earnings and revenue prints, uh, you know, are now getting uh, a capturing some of the investor interest and they're moving higher. But I can tell you at the sector level, communication services so far of the companies that have, uh, you know, put out numbers 100 percent a beat. Same with consumer well, discretion. Well, we're cons- so your rolling. Discretionary?
0: There, you know, yeah. Don Triver. Communication services, two of twenty-two according to Bloomberg. Uh, and impressive so far. Revenue growth at twenty-seven percent and twenty-three percent on earnings growth, but only two of twenty-two, so ten percent reporting. Now, information technology, right, has more reporting so far, fourteen to sixty-eight. This is where I wanted to get to next. So you've got a little bit more reporting weight here. 3.35% revenue growth and earnings growth of 5.9%. Is this, and that, it, Is this troublesome for the market going forward uh, potentially? I,
2: I think that would be troublesome because information technology has been, has the, been leadership. You know, the leadership for the last you know, five years with high growth rates. And now all of a sudden those growth rates are cooling. So I would think that's a little little bit of trouble for the market.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, in in communication services, you're going to have a company like Amazon, right? They moved out of technology. The thing I think that's really interesting. So they're, you know, uh, communication services is looking pretty strong. Information technology, not so fast, my friends. But what's interesting this year, right? Who's leading the way in the S and P 500? Anybody want to guess? Anybody on the set? OK, Securities. no, man, <laughs> guess, guess who it is. Uh, so so uh, up a little over five percent on the S&P 500 year to date. This is through yesterday. Um, Amazon, number one contributor to return yet again. Twenty eight basis points uh, of uh, positive, uh, you know, uh, contribution to return up nine percent and change this year. Uh, Microsoft is the number two again uh 19 basis points. So on those two right there, you're looking about a, a half a percentage point. Uh so
2: your your leadership is uh still pretty narrow. Yep. And uh guess who's
0: in the number three spot? Bank of America number four spot is Facebook, my friends. Facebook is back. Guess who is number uh right behind that? Citigroup uh had a decent report. Um it was mixed. Good in some aspects, not so much in others. And Netflix, my friends, is, is right there towards the top. So your your fang is, is back to a certain extent. Uh, Google's a little further down the list, but a lot of financial services, a lot of tech right there, communication services leading the way so far
2: this year. So, but we've had a change in leaders. We've got two financial services companies in there, two big banks. They weren't in there last year. They weren't in there the year before. Well, they weren't. You know, through they Q3 weren't in there the year last before. Year.
0: They weren't through Q3 last year. But through year end, the banks and healthcare came back a little bit in terms of leadership. Yeah. But so, uh, yeah, anyway, you were continuing on here. I mean, healthcare is is looking strong so far this quarter. What else do you see in these early earnings reports, Don?
2: Well you got you know let's just talk a little bit take a little deeper dive on the financial services sector you know uh, positive earnings surprises for Bank of America Goldman Sachs American Express and Citigroup group you know um Citigroup Rip Goop, ri- goop yes yeah, Citigroup <laughs> partially offset by negative EPS from the 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 Tiffany name in financial services big banks JP Morgan Chase a little bit negative uh, print there. Not as good as expected. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Uh, it
0: happens sometimes, right?
2: Yeah, it does happen sometimes. You know, healthcare continues to uh, be one of the top leaders. Good, uh, you know, uh, earnings reports. Uh, good price momentum. Uh, sector that was hot last year all year. uh Defensive.
0: Industrials are looking good so far, 18 to 69 reporting 8% uh, revenue growth and 29% change earnings growth.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Material's not so hot, though, but um, you know, negative earnings growth in the materials sector. Uh, anyway, it is what it is, man. So uh, yeah, man. M- moving along here, I mean, we've got a, uh, the FANG is back. Will that come back to bite us as we get a little bit deeper into earnings season here?
2: Yeah, if growth rates don't improve, you know, you're going to see, we're going to move into that first quarter, uh, uh, earning cycle and the expectations are going to be, you know, high for, uh, infotech and communication services. If they cool market's got problems, man. Toast.
0: Yeah, well, you know, smid space, right? I'm looking at Russell 2000, and, and sometimes, you know, we take a look at that, and especially during earnings season. So far, 172 of a little around 2,000 reporting here, 6% uh, revenue growth and 24%, 24% uh, earnings growth. So, really light on, on the number of reporting, um, and, and expected to be very good this quarter and increasing, uh, you know, uh, from a earnings and revenue perspective, supposed to see year-on-year growth that's strengthening here as we go from a forecast perspective throughout the year. You think that sticks, Don? Do you think SMID, uh, you know, small and mid-cap companies in the United States of America are going to do a little bit better here?
2: You know, typically if you're going to uh, have a uh – positive move that sustains itself from a negative market trend like we saw in the fourth quarter, especially December, uh, SMID stocks will lead. And if SMID stocks break down, um, then you got to question whether or not the, uh, you know, this stealth bull market trend is going to last. Okay. So,
0: um, hey, that's where we'll leave it for the the moment. Um, We'll be right back.
1: Interested in practice management and market commentary? For our up-to-the-minute take on markets and the economy, follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn at WBI Investments. Are you interested in practice management and other insights on how to navigate today's market conditions? We also post regular market commentary on our website, WBIinvestments.com.
0: Hey, we're back. Uh, My voice is clearly not back to 100%, but we're we're, we're forging on here. Luckily, I got Don Schreiber as my uh, wingman. Uh, I got your back,
2: Matt. I got your back.
0: Yeah, so um, you know, follow me. You can follow Don too, but follow me. WBI president over on Twitter. Don's WBI CEO. Check us out. We got stuff on there all the time. You know, LinkedIn. Um, keep keep checking me out over there too. Check Don out. Um,
2: we 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 post a lot of stuff, a lot of content. Good good market commentary. Commentary on the e- economics. You know, it's all good stuff, man. So,
0: you know, I want to talk about a couple of things here in the second half, and I probably didn't set it up as I go- normally do, but I got a lot of good stuff here. And, and Don, you're just going to have to roll with me because, you know, we, we, we are going to fly fast here. Um, there might be a couple of twists and turns. But, Man, uh, I got my wings on. Let's go. So I just got this email like two seconds ago from our chief operating officer over at Millington Securities, our BD that... You know, uh, does high-touch institutional trading. Steve's been on the show once or twice. Uh, moonlighting, you know, filling in for Don a couple of times. Um, active is coming back in vogue, Don. You know, uh, according to the latest trends, uh, you know, picking stocks and while shunning passive ETFs is the new thing in equities. Hot, hot off the, the, the press here, Bloomberg News, Lou Wang, man. Uh, last time I checked, you're you're a stock picker.
2: Yeah, man, we pick stocks. We pick stocks not only in our uh, uh separately managed account or SMA products, but we also pick stocks actively in our ETF products. One of the things that separates our ETFs from everybody else is not only do we have active uh security selection, but we also have active risk management. Really, investors saw the Achilles heel of you know passive index funds. Yeah, and, and- S and P was down twenty, Nasdaq down more in, in you know in a quarter, and and smaller and mid caps got really phased it down like twenty five uh, percent, you know, and people don't have that kind of risk tolerance, and they tend to move away, shun, you know, the things that cause a lot of uh, pain when it comes to opening their account statements or looking at their account balance online. So you know, it's a, it's an active. Uh, it's a it's an active market anyway. Yeah. If you're picking stocks, as I said in the top of the show, you know the companies that have the best revenues, revenue and growth trend momentum are the place that you want to be. You can't well, just sit idle and buy an index as the markets turn over from a really strong bull trend which we've had to a you know very choppy, volatile, uh, more risk to the downside. Um, potential bear market trend so uh don a couple of good things here i mean I, I got a lot out of that
0: i mean one thing I, I would also concur uh or or add to is that the higher the yielding dividend paying stock this year the better it seems to be doing from a price perspective that has not been the case in years is, it, is that something you know, that I,
2: seems like a tra- you know,
0: emerging trend to you
2: Yeah, we've been doing this for a long time. And, you know, this is really reminiscent of uh, the bear market that started in uh, 2000, you know, after the huge dot-com bubble burst. You know, we've had the uh, fang bubble, if you will and you know that was called into question and kind of taken out and beaten with a paddle at the in the fourth quarter um you know maybe fang stocks aren't down and out but certainly they lost a lot of value and investors are concerned about that yeah well the thing that the thing that they rotate to the stocks that they rotate to are the high dividend yielding stocks where they get paid to wait until the market conditions clear and they can tell which direction they're going to go. If you can pick a five or a six or a 4% dividend yielding stock, you're getting a decent return. You get paid to wait. And as investors essentially change the consensus opinion and move from the growth and momentum trade to the value and dividend trade, those stocks tend to have positive returns. We're hallelu- no positive hallelu- than the hallelu- indexes.
0: Try, Hallelujah,
2: baby. That's <laughs> yes, where we live. Preach, we love it. Preach, brother. We, lo- we love it when this happens because guess what we are? We're the dividend managers. I'm well, ju- dividend. Just- dividend doctors in the house, baby.
0: And you just love it when I lose my voice because you can just go, brother. Anyway, <laughs> dude, it's it, I, I would concur with you. I mean, 16, 17, lulling you know, investors into complacency. Sun's up, market's up you know, no volatility, nobody cares, markets up all the time and then 2018 comes back with vengeance, right? During the course of the year. Um and 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 check this out, 2017, the S&P 500 index had a total of 8 days with a one-day move up or down of more than 1%. 8 days. That was like the new normal, which is normal volatility in 2018. There were four up and four down days of 1%. There were no one-day moves up or down of more than 2% in 17, 2018, completely different. 64 one-day moves up or down of more than 1%. 32 up, 32 down. Interestingly enough, this is out by our, our co-CIO, uh, Gary Stroik, our, our uh, commentary, uh, for the quarter, he wraps it up here. I think some of these stats are interesting. There are also 21 day moves of more than 2%. Check
2: this out, Don. Five up, 15 down. Six wait a minute, wait a minute. Whoa, five up and 15 down. That looks like that's a nasty combination. Really? And I don't think investors with where the market actually ended up last
0: year. You know, down 4% with dividends on the S&P 500 and, and 6% on price. Cap weighted down, you know, somewhere around 8% uh, with dividends and down almost 7 or 8%, 10 almost 10 9%, 10% on price. But look, check this one out. Six one-day moves. Six one-day moves of greater than 3%. One up, five down. Uh-oh, five down, one up. And then two more moves. What up with that. Two moves of 4% in a single day, one up, one down. Now, the one up was uh, a Christmas gift at the end of the year, the one 4% update, which which changes what the markets really did through Christmas Eve. We were down a lot more than the market would have suggested because we had a miraculous Christmas present late Christmas present, and a 4% single one-day up move. ridiculous. Head fake, baby, head fake. So check this out, though. In the quarter, MSCI, All Capitalization World Index, was down 13, right? Dow Jones Industrial Average down 11.8%. Uh you know, S&P 500 in the quarter down 13.9%. Remember, miraculous one-day move. The, the max drawdown was over 19% for the S&P 500. The one-day move changed the shape of the dang quarter. Uh, NASDAQ down 17.5% during Q4. Some of these managers that were up big lost a lot of money last year from peak to trough. The, to get back to that peak, they are going to have to have a pretty darn big return to get back. Right, Don?
2: You betcha. You know, a lot of those, that's thats a big problem with growth and momentum. They don't have any dividends really uh, uh, that are significant contributing to uh, return. Uh, so they go down more and they tend to take a lot longer uh, to come back because, you know, people start rotating from that, You know, growth and momentum trade, we're seeing it now to the, uh, uh, you know, dividend trade, the high yield dividend trade and value. You know, the other thing that's really rocking and rolling this year, it's been a large cap marketplace, right? For the last, I don't know, uh, five, six, seven years, pretty much on average. I mean, we had a real burst in 2016 that came off the bottom. Uh, SMID uh, stocks, small and mid cap stocks got absolutely beat up in 2015, 2016, early. And uh, then they came roaring back and posted phenomenal returns through the year-end 2016. And then it was large cap was back in focus again. Well, Smids are back up at bat. We've got the Smids, some of them, starting to knock the cover off the ball. We got some grand slam home run type performance. And so I have to say, you know, we, we talked about smids coming into this year, that that's one of the places we'd, we'd, we'd allocate some money. That's a nice place to be. And I think that continues to, uh, give you a little bit better return set unless we get into a pretty negative market trend. Smids tend, tend to be more volatile. And if the markets crack, they're going to go down again pretty fast. So let's, let's
0: finish our thread to close the show here on the Titanic tub of tug of war, right? Democrats, Republicans, who wins? Do
2: we have a resolution? Does the government open up sooner rather
0: than later? What's
2: the deal? I mean, you know, we've got uh, Democrats on one side are really positioning uh, and doing everything they can to position the, the party for an election campaign for president in 2020. And, you know, the uh, current uh, state of affairs, government shutdowns, anything else, everything's taking a back seat to uh positioning for uh for election and i think that it's really unfortunate but we we really need both parties to uh do their job both republicans and democrats the president is trying to do his job um and agree or disagree we gotta have people working together on behalf of the uh you know american taxpayer that's what their job is and you know (laughs) Standing there entrenched on one side or the other, playing party politics. I don't care who it is. I don't care which party it is. That's got to go, right? Man. And and pe- people have got to speak up about this. I don't. You know, we need to stop the dysfunction in Washington. You know, uh, President Trump he ran on draining the swamp. We need to drain the swamp, American voters need to drain the swamp yeah so i mean you know that's a choice people have you can elect some new people
0: democrat republican doesn't matter we should elect some sensible people
2: they can actually we need to send th- send a clear message that these folks have to do the job that they're getting paid to do
0: right well uh the, you know the house put forth a couple of resolutions those those didn't pass muster the senate just got plans rejected you know, Wilbur Ross just said that the U.S.-China trade dispute is miles and miles apart. Do you think there's capitulation on the Chinese side? You know, well, you know, m- or, my- or Do you think this drags along longer and creates, you know, a potential, you know, uh,
2: situation that rattles the markets? So, you know, this, this uh, really big titanic uh, struggle, uh, tug of war that we're talking about is really Fed and earnings are positive for the U.S., right fed policy has gotten much more dovish they're going to s- hopefully stay out of the way and not continue to make the policy errors by raising interest rate and reducing their balance sheet we need them actually to stop reducing the balance sheet now the economy is weakening quickly can't take so it. we can't take it so let's stop it in addition to that you know you've got on the other side uh you know, the trade uh, uh, thing's top of mind, you know, between U.S. and China. China's economy is slowing very quickly. They're the driver, have been the driver of growth coming out of the Great Recession we had in 2008 and 2009, the financial crisis. I mean, China basically lifted the rest of the world up. We need them to, you know, c- continue to do well. Uh, it can't be just one country. It has to be all countries do well. So, you know, Europe's slow. Japan's slow China's slow we need to get these things resolved and and I don't get know if it's going business. to I, I what I fear is um, you know they President Trump and his uh, you know team do get a resolution from China they do address most of the major issues but it isn't a perfect deal because it can't be perfect just for the US and the Democrats who are positioning for reelection are going to throw the deal under the bus the house has to be able to approve the trade deal. You have to have the house approve. If the house doesn't approve, then the good work that you know everybody's trying to do right now to take the risk off the table is going to be for nothing. We'll see how this you know, um, evolves. I'm really concerned about this, because even if we can get China to the table and get the right deal, right, it still has to be approved. All right. Well, hey, what we've got time for now.
0: Uh, Check us out next week. Check out the website. Uh, Hopefully I get my voice back. But if I don't, it's all for the sake of, of trying to help, you know, clients and investors invest more successfully. So I'll continue straining the voice as long as you keep calling. Have a good one. This is Bull Bear Radio, where each week you can count on our real market news and advice. Catch all of our podcast episodes at wbiinvestments.com.
1: Past performance does not guarantee future results. The views presented are those of the podcast participants and should not be construed as investment advice. Podcast participants or clients of WBI may own stocks discussed in this recording. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. This is not an offer to buy or sell any security. No security or strategy, including those referred to directly or indirectly, is suitable for all accounts or profitable all of the time and there is always the possibility of loss. You should not assume that any discussion or information provided here serves as a substitute for personalized investment advice from WBI or any other investment professional. If you have questions regarding the applicability of specific issues discussed to your individual situation, please consult with WBI or your chosen professional advisor. This information is compiled from sources believed to be reliable. Accuracy cannot be guaranteed. WBI's advisory operations, services, and fees are in the Form ABV available upon request. You are not permitted to publish, transmit, or otherwise reproduce this information in whole or in part in any format to any third party without the express written consent of WBI Investments Bank. Although a company may pay a dividend, prices of equity securities, including those that pay dividends, fluctuate. Investing on the basis of dividends alone may cause an investor to buy or sell certain securities when circumstances may or may not be favorable.